Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Blues and the Crusaders uh, first met at Eden Park in a Super Rugby final back in 1998. Yep, 24 years ago. It turned out to be an iconic match in the, uh, the competition's history, of course. James Kerr broke the deadlock in the final minutes off an Andrew Merton's kick to seal victory for the Crusaders, picking up their first of uh, their now Super Rugby titles and stunning the Auckland crowd. So now Scott Robertson and his side are looking to enter the sold-out Garden of Eden and walk away with their sixth title in six years. Uh, One man who knows uh, all about winning with the Crusaders is uh, Corey Flynn. Corey, of course, 150 games in a career that spanned 2002 to 2014. Perfectly placed to talk about the challenge of going to Eden Park. Corey Flynn, good morning to you. G'day, Smitty. How are you? Oh, I'm good, man. Thanks for taking the time uh, off the building site to have a chat to us. Did uh, going to Eden Park did it did it ever phase you greatly, or did you look for, relish the challenge? Um, no, I wouldn't say it phased us. I mean, you always know that uh, whether it be you know whether it be a round robin or final, you know the, the Blues are going to be pretty pretty special team. And um, I've been on the on the back end of a of a couple of hidings and also a couple of good wins, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great place to be able to go and play. Looking back on, on your time in Super Rugby Finals, is there one win that was more memorable for you than any other? Um, I mean, the, the Waratahs at home it was, was pretty epic. I mean, we had a pretty dominant season um, throughout that year. And, but the first one against... Um, I think it was uh, the Brumbies was was pretty epic too. I mean, I didn't play uh, that long, but um, you know the the Waratahs I had a I had a fair fair contribution to. So I suppose that one there would would really stick out. Because they were the days of of Jade Stadium prior to this stadium, prior to the earthquake, of course. So when you when you looked at Jade Stadium as such, and I, I, I ask you this in comparison to how the Blues looked to Eden Park, did, was it your domain? Did, did you look to protect it as such? Yeah, we we um, we considered it a fortress. Uh, that was our that was our home uh, our, our home ground. I mean, when when you had Jade Stadium full and with the extra temporary seating, it was it was a pretty epic place to play. I mean, um, you know, we 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 put on, we put out some performances there that uh, would would really would really rate up there. So I mean, you know, that that was definitely a fortress. Um, we we knew that if, if people come to us, then they were going to they were going to be in for a hell of a time. Looking back at your career, you followed on from uh, the legend that uh, Mark Hammett, the Hammer, was. 
What about uh, those expectations of wearing a Crusaders jersey? Because you're always there or thereabouts. Um, did you feel that? Yeah, you do. Um, obviously, you know, the the public in, in Canterbury is pretty pretty one-eyed, as you'd know, mate. Um, and they expect they expect success, and that that's probably um, that's probably because we've been so successful. You know, they they demand it now, and um, they get pissed off when they when they don't get it. So um, it does come with expectation and pressure, but you know, you always have that now when you when you become a crusader. So um, I, I think it's not something that's just heaped on you from at one point it's it's right there from the start so um you know like you you, you build with that as a as a young fella and um and you pass that on when you're uh, when you're a senior guy and um and bringing young guys through so you always have it at a certain point Corey, you've always uh, had great front rows down there in Canterbury Rugby. Crusaders, of course, has been the pinnacle of that as well. Why is that the case? Uh, you know, I mean, you, you've stood in between some terrific props and, and you know, you've, you've built an engine room from the front, which has always been formidable. Why? Um, I think, well, our game, you know, our game um, is basically non-existent without a good set piece. So if, uh, if we don't have that, we don't win, you know. So there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. Um, because there's a lot of pride that um, comes with what's gone before. And, um, you know, you want to live up to those um, those same same standards and, and stuff and, and not let the not let the name and the and the club down. Corey, how do you see these two front rows tomorrow? I mean, the Blues have had the luxury of leaving two All Blacks uh, on the bench as such, so uh, Tuanuku Afe and uh, Tuanga Farsi not even starting. So how, how do you look at the match-up tomorrow night? Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? I mean, it's so exciting in terms of uh, if, if, that's, uh, if, if that's one of the talking points, you know, uh, a Blues front row that's leaving two All Blacks on the on the bench is is pretty exciting. Um, you know, you've got the Crusaders who are, who have have had a couple of injuries and stuff like that, but you know they they're holding their own. So it's uh, it's going to be a massive match up right across the park. Or, you know, it's, it's just, I, I just can't wait to watch it. Oh, I can't wait to watch it either, and I, I hope like hell, uh, and I would imagine you do too, that uh, it won't be referee dominated. Uh, and you're in the best position to talk about this. The, the legislation and the, the, the resetting of scrums, etc. H- how do you look on the way that the scrum is uh, administered, I guess, these days as much as anything else? Yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's a tough one, mate. I think it goes higher than, than the referees. You know, the, the referees are just doing their job. You can't you can't sort of put too much on them because it's it's the rule makers that are that are making the mistakes in terms of what the what they're trying to achieve and um, you know the players are just just doing their job to to what they the, what they think the um, the rules are and the referees are just thinking you know they're administering and refereeing the game the, the way that they see. So it's the guys that are actually making the rules that are the cocking this game up. So what would you like to see in terms of the engagement, mate? If you if you were a rule maker, would you, what adjustments would you make? Um, I think as soon as as soon as you see anyone going in, that's your that, that, that's your that's your class for penalties. Um, oh, in terms of resets, 
I would I would have one, and then it'd be straight to penalties. You want to see the game going. I mean, you want a contest, and if you lose scrums, you lose rugby. You might as well just play league. So you need to actually keep the game as it is. But um, you just need to, because you you want to speed it up as well. You don't want resets after resets, but you know you want to have that contest all the time. Uh, Corey, what about the, the way the game, aside from that, is, is sort of being dominated by cards? It's a, it's a major talking point for, for us on radio and, and our, our listeners, etc. And I imagine from time to time with your mates or your, your, your colleagues, uh, you talk about it as well. It's differed so much even from your time. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, and, and that's... Uh, I suppose they're trying to make the game safer. Um, and, well, that's their, that's their reasoning. Whether whether it's having that effect, who knows? Um, you know, but uh, the players themselves have actually got to get better. You know, they they know the rules. Um, and the the thing about being a professional footy player is you're always on the limit. Um, that's you know, you look at the likes of McCaw and, and stuff. And he was he was changing the game when rules were being made. So um, you know, he's he always played on the limit, and with that, you're going to actually. Uh, get penalised, get cards, but at the moment the boys aren't the boys aren't adapting quick enough. Um, I think uh, the players need to take it on themselves a little bit because you know the the rules are there; they're stated pretty clearly, but yet you've still got guys looking to tackle at chest height, which is danger of making contact to the head. You know, so um, drop your hips, uh, drop your shoulders, and you you won't get any cards. It's pretty simple. Okay, uh, this regime um, for under Scott Robertson, the Razor regime, as people are calling it. Uh, how have you viewed that? Uh, and Razor's um, uh, is amazing success rate, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, how can you not just stand back and be inspired or in awe? Um, what he's been able to do in the last six years or five years with five titles, hopefully six. Um, you know, it's it's. It is. It's nothing short of outstanding. So, um, you know, obviously he's got a good team with him and he's got a good stable of players. So, um, but yeah, it's been fantastic to watch. Exciting. It's a good brand of rugby and the boys love it. You know, um, I've been privileged enough to be inside the camper at some part in the last few years and they're, they're just happy. You know, um, they, they love showing up to work every day. They, they love going into bat with the into battle with your mates and um, yeah it's just a it sounds like and looks like a really cool environment Speaking of which does does that mean then you you keep in contact uh, with the guys of your era very much I mean at this time of the year do you compare notes about what it was like compared to what it's going to be like tomorrow night do you, do you have that, that camaraderie still? Yeah, you know, you, you obviously got the guys that you spend a bit of uh, more time with and stuff, so you keep them in contact. We had actually we actually had a Crusaders alumni get together during the quarter final and went and watched the game, and um, we had a good turnout for that. It was it was uh, it was cold as tits, and didn't really enjoy the game as much. Um, you know, it was a great advertisement for this new stadium, but you know, we got together and the boys the boys talked about how good um, the boys are going, and, and you know how impressive it is to watch. So it's quite cool, you know. That um, yeah, you you get there and and you talk about um, the the way it is or the way it was, and um, but. No, I mean, you always keep in touch. 
Troy, you played over 300 first-class games. Uh, you hung up your boots after 17 years of professional rugby, which uh, in your particular position is an amazing uh, achievement. Um, what does life look uh, like for Corey Flynn these days? Yeah, any involvement in rugby at all? Yes, I, um, I was doing a little bit of throwing coaching with the Crusaders um, this year, and um, I coached my wee boys team, uh, high school old boys under 13s, um, and I'm actually pulling on the boots this weekend for a Div 2 club in Christchurch. So still got a bit of involvement in rugby. I mean, I love the game. You know, uh, I'll watch it. I'll watch it till I'm, till I'm uh, really grey and old and probably in a in a box. So, um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> rugby's uh, rugby's all is, is definitely part of my blood, and um, I love the game. Corey, wouldn't it be great? Uh, not that it won't happen this year, of course, because it's at Eden Park. But at some stage in the future, for the future Crusaders to run out into a plush new stadium. Uh, Razor's been outspoken about it. Uh, Jace Ryan has been as well. Christchurch has got to have it, doesn't it, simply? It does, mate. You know, it's, um, the, the public are screaming for it. You know, as I said before, went to that quarterfinal and it was bitterly cold. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, like I said, I love rugby and I'm going to be watching it, but at the, in the foreseeable future, especially in Christchurch winters, I'll be watching it at home. It's just too cold. Um, you know, I, I won't take my kids to it, which is a shame. Uh, they're missing out on some spectacles. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is. They need it, and um, you know, if uh, if <laughs> if we get one, then you know, it's, it's sort of the old field of dreams. If you build it, they'll come. So yeah, it'll be great. Are you going tomorrow night, or are you watching from home? No, I'll be watching from home, mate. I, I'll probably be nursing a very sore body after this uh, after the <laughs> game. So, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so when, when you're watching, uh, Corey, what what are the things you'll be looking for up front? What are the early signs of dominance you'll be looking for? It'll be it'll be dominant in the collisions. You know, there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of passion out there, but that dominance has got to. It's got to start, and it's got to keep going through that first half. You'll see, you'll see patches of, of people dropping off, but if whoever gets that dominance and carries on, then that physical dominance will, I think, come out the victor in the in, in the game. Um, if they can, if they can rush, um, get that dominance for uh, the first forty, then that's going to go a long way. Notice I haven't said either team because I think both of them could do it. You know. Um, yeah. It's just going to be who gets that physical that physical dominance and carries on. Corey Flynn, been uh, great catching up with you, mate. Uh, I can sense the fact that uh, even though you're lacing up for boots and div two, you wouldn't mind lacing them up at Eden Park tomorrow either. So, uh, <laughs> hey, mate, and, and, and enjoy the spectacle, and I hope on uh, Sunday morning you can wake up and walk and, uh, from your point of view, celebrate uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of Crusader music and a little bit of reminiscence of the times when you Woke up with a hell of a hangover after you'd won it, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.